This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Hey, Kellen and podcast listeners, this is Bentley Manning. Hey, everybody. This is Kellen. Uh, Kellen, did you have a nice weekend? Oh, I did. It was very nice. Highlands was about as beautiful as it can be. How about it? It was nuts. I mean, we often give folks a weather report. Mm-hmm. We do. And but but d- let's let's do it. Okay. So it was like 75 there was a light breeze in the air. The mornings were like 55 degrees. So it was like chilly and you needed a sweatshirt in the morning. But by like 1030, you were wearing a t-shirt and the sun was out and there weren't a lot of clouds in the sky and it didn't threaten to th- a thunderstorm at like 2 or 3 p.m., which it almost always does on summer days. And yeah, it was pretty good. Kellen, I just want to pick up on the like sweatshirt in the morning. There was a morning where I had shorts on and a sweatshirt. Which is like the best. That's like the business. <laughs> it is. I know. I felt, it's my favorite outfit. I was so happy. Uh-huh. And like maybe a cup of coffee, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great. Anyway, so I mean, okay, apart from the weather, is there something would you do this weekend? It was the 4th of July. I didn't see you except at church, I don't think. Yeah, it was pretty it was, uh, pretty relaxing. Kai and I just hung out, and we went paddleboarding. We had some dinner with friends. We went to the lake with friends. We went and saw the fireworks on Sunday night in town. And I thought, I've never seen so many people in Highlands, ever. There Oof. were so many people. It was kind of fun, though. It was like... The sort of buzz. Yeah. Like the buzz is in the air. Like, oh my gosh, like we can do this again. It was so joyful. Yeah. And there were like children everywhere. It Lots was awesome. Of kids. Yeah. What about you? Thanks. I, I didn't know if you were going to ask. <laughs> I, uh, we had some dear friends come in from Birmingham, Alabama, spent the weekend with them. Uh, for me, one of the highlights. Okay. So three little boys are girls ages. Um, Fun, funny little kids, uh, kind, very polite, great kids, great family, wonderful to be with them. Um, and one of the days we were together, we went tubing down the river. Mm-hmm. And our podcast listeners know that I like to kayak. I'm about to say something that's, I don't know. Uh, controversial? Yeah, controversial. I think I might like tubing more than kayaking. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> because you're still on the water and you're just floating. That is, I think, the definition of tubing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. And Kellen, what was great is like, you know, it works for everyone, the little kids. Because if all you're doing is sitting and floating mm-hmm. and swimming from time to time, everyone's enjoying it. Like little legs don't get tired like they do when you go for a long hike. Mm-hmm. It was great. We had a lot of fun. It was so fun. That's a great idea. You can like just rent tubes down in Franklin and then you float. Float. If you're listening and you're in the area, you should do this. I'm going to do it. It's well, we should you the Manning should do it with you all. It's so much fun. Yeah, we'd love that. 
So, um, our podcast fam probably doesn't know that we, for the last, like, almost two years, maybe, have a tradition every Thursday of getting sushi together and eating lunch together. Like, it's our kind of, yeah, it's just our thing. It's what we do every week. Um, and this past Thursday, we went to get sushi, and... Asia House doesn't serve lunch anymore. Shocking. It was shocking. It was, I mean, the word devastating might seem like an overreaction to our listeners, but in my heart, it wasn't an overreaction to be devastated. Well, and I think, I think, Kellen, part of the devastation, people that are listening are probably thinking to themselves, Kellen... Bentley, get over it. Just go get a hamburger, right? Mm-hmm. But there's something, and I think maybe in particular for priests within the Episcopal Church, I mean, I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. We love ritual. Mm-hmm. And there's something in particular about s- sushi, I think, that has a per- that has a kind of form and ritual to it which speaks right to my liturgical heart. <laughs> yes. And and specifically, like, what we ordered, there would be, like, multiple items. And so we'd have the same, like, we eat this first, and then this, and then and then the sushi. Um, and so to have that taken away, you know, like, on Thursday, we just got a burrito, which was very yummy. But it's not the same sort of, like, uh, delicate and... <laughs> Uh, intentional lunch like sushi is anyway it's very sad and i'm still kind of just processing this loss do you think you're like in denial um no i think i've accepted it i just i just feel sad about it still well one of the things i this is uh, maybe my own denial i think that it might be temporary the sign says that they're open for dinner you should all go to Asia House and get their sushi. It's it's very good sushi. It's they the do best. a wonderful job. It's awesome. And um, yeah, you should totally support their business. And I'm still going to get sushi from them. It's just not going to be at, on Thursday at noon with you like we've been doing for the last couple of years. Yeah, we're going to be eating burritos. Anyway, change is hard. And I just need to like name that for us. Bentley is preaching this Sunday. 
Uh, thank goodness, because it is the story of the beheading of John the Baptist in Mark 6. And um, it's it tells of when John the Baptist was imprisoned because Herodias Herod's wife did not like that John the Baptist was telling Herod that it was unlawful for Herod and Herodias to be married because Herodias was originally Herod's brother's wife. Anyway, um, Herodias didn't like John the Baptist, but Herod did, and he was kind of protecting him even though he had imprisoned him. So on a night when Herod was throwing this big bash, uh, Herodias' daughter went in and the text says she came in and danced and pleased Herod and his guests. And so Herod asked her, you know, you can have anything you want up to half my kingdom. And she went to her mother and asked her what she should ask. And Herodias said, the head of John the Baptist. And Herod could not refuse this request because he had promised the girl in front of all his guests. Um, even though he was deeply grieved, he sent his guards to behead John the Baptist and his head was brought out on a platter. And then his disciples came and took the rest of his body and laid it in a tomb. All right, look, Kellen, uh, whatever I'm going to say right now is not sufficient for whatever I'm going to preach about. The truth is I need like uh, all the days I have before Sunday to think about this. I'm you could st- always preach Amos or Ephesians. Right. But I feel like you're not going to back down from the challenge. It feels like something needs to be said about all of this. I mean, it's it's awful. The whole thing is awful. I yeah. mean, from start it's, to it's finish. A, it is tragic. Absolutely. Right? I yes. Mean, Herod's awful. His wife is awful. John the Baptist is very innocent. And you've got this young woman dancing for him and he's like she's family it's the whole thing is is kind of gross right yeah i think i mean i think it's intended to like sort of uh you know prickle our sensibilities right um and so maybe the first thing to be said is that the world is not as it should be (laughs) (laughs) yeah specifically in this text yeah yeah all right, I think the other thing that might be said about this is that the kind of uh, faith or the commitment that John the Baptist had was a threat to people around him. And so I think one of the lessons, I mean, one of the things that it's a, it's a challenge to the reader is to ask the question, how much does your faith um, come into conflict with other parts of your life, right? Is, is your faith, your commitment to Christ, something that really doesn't have any implications beyond you kind of showing up to church on Sunday? Uh, how, how will it affect your life? And for John the Baptist, uh, it meant everything. And so I think one of the, the though this is a very disturbing, strange unsettling reading on on one level i do think it's a challenge to the reader to say how does your faith affect your life and does it come with any cost at all like at all Uh, or have you found a way to kind of just make everything so tidy that there's no sacrifice involved Um, and i think that's one of the questions that might come out of this reading i don't know kellen what are you thinking 
Mm, I think I'm thinking about the character of Herod here, who is both in this place in Mark, but later in the Gospel of Mark. He's sort of fascinated and respects these sort of interesting real persons like John the Baptist and then Jesus at the end of Mark's gospel. And he kind of like wants to be close to them. Um, But in the end, (laughs) he, I don't like his loyalty uh, falls incredibly short, right? Like he's too interested in his own honor at the party to um, sort of, save John the Baptist's life, which is in his power. And then when he sort of goes and sees Jesus at his trial, you know, he he has power to sort of say to Pilate, you know, free this man, but he doesn't do that then either. Um, and I'm not sure what Mark's doing with the, the character of Herod, I know that he's sort of implicating him. He's uh, sort of an anti-hero. That insight is enormously helpful for me, kind of thinking through what I was trying to say. I think Herod is an example of someone whose belief or um, understanding of, of Christ and what Jesus has done really, in the end, makes no difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he he's, to your point... Kellen, intrigued, interested in, but when the kind of rubber hits the road, so to speak, his his understanding of Christ or his uh, commitment to him, yeah, falls short mm-hmm. enough to where it doesn't really move the needle. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously enormously conflicted about that. Right, you hear in this text, like, he's deeply grieved. Yeah, so Herod's definitely a conflicted character. But in the end, he does make a decision, right? He acquiesces to the, um, you know, request of his wife and chooses to sort of maintain his honor and reputation over this person's life, John the Baptist's life. And, I mean, that decision is <laughs> one that ultimately points to Herod's commitments and like, and who he's committed to, which is himself, his family, his own sort of reign of power. Your kingdom come Here's a prayer for peace from our prayer book, uh, which feels particularly appropriate given uh, the gospel reading. Eternal God, in whose perfect kingdom no sword is drawn, but the sword of righteousness, 
no strength known but the strength of love, so mightily spread abroad your spirit that all peoples may be gathered under the banner of the Prince of Peace as children of one Father, to whom be dominion and glory now and forever. Amen. I don't want to seek all pleasure And be starved on the side of your own And I don't only want to love those Who have loved me first to find I was never merciful Thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of Empty Pews. Sorry it's been a few weeks, but we're glad to be back. Hope y'all are doing well. We have three in-person services happening every Sunday, 8 o'clock, 9.30, 11 a.m. You don't have to sign up, and you should totally come. Kellen, I think you've given them all the updates they need. So in the meantime, uh, know that we love you. We miss you. God's peace. <laughs>